Natasha the Catalyst with uh, Human Design for Parents and Kids. And I am your host, Sasha, and I'm so glad to be here this morning with you. Today, um, since this is a new podcast, new podcast for you, new podcast for me, I'm so excited. Today, I'm just going to start going back to the basics for the rest of um, this month. By the way, uh, Kodesh Tov, it's um, Rosh Kodesh Tammuz this morning, and if you are available, I have we. I will. I will be joining my friend Joe in a self care circle. This later today, um, there'll be some a meeting over Zoom where we'll talk about setting some intentions for the new moon and the new month, um, which we do every month on Rosh Kodesh, except Rosh Hashanah. And um, I believe that it's important that we acknowledge the times and the seasons in our lives. Um, because each lunar month has its own mazel or um, anointing, if you will. And then, of course, every six days, the sun, the neutrino weather changes because of the sun, the sun and earth rotation dynamic. And, um, you know, some planets move a little faster than that. So, uh, again, it's kind of like checking the weather forecast. Um, I know some of you, some of my listeners are um, Christians and are a little uneasy about all of this planetary talk. And so I just wanted to assure you today that um, checking the neutrino weather isn't forecasting um, any more than than the meteorologist trying to predict the next thunderstorm. Um, it's a bit, it's an educated guess and not all of the neutri- neutrino weather affects every person the same. Um, so, but anyway, I do encourage you to start to pay attention and observe the different um, planetary shifts, including the lunar months and the, mo- the anointing from God that comes down during each of the lunar months, and then also the neutrino weather, um, because it's just, it's again, it's just like um, if you live in the Midwest and it's January, you want to know if you need a coat or if you need like full-on face mask and everything because it's going to be super cold outside. So um, so that's how I use this neutrino weather. It's not really to forecast my future, which is totally in God's hands. Um, it is more to just know how to prepare for that day in the different layers that I need to wear. Or some days it's best just to stay home, right? <laughs> so anyway, today I'm going to get, go back to the basics. Let's, we're going to talk about human design as a system. And if, you've, if you're um, a subscriber to my Substack, um, you will be able to hop over there and, um, and check out the, this art that I drew. I'm not an artist. Uh, it's a pencil it's a pencil drawing, but it was, it's a representation of how Jewish Kabbalah or the different emanations. Okay. I got to, I need to back up in Jewish Kabbalah. There are 10 emanations or expressions of God, um, which is different than Christianity. They would believe that there are three emanations of God or three parts that make one. Um, in Judaism, they actually believe that there are 10 different expressions or emanations of God and that none of the expressions of God are God him or herself. So uh, much like, you know, if you think about the container that your milk comes in, it is a milk jug, but it isn't the milk, you know. And so all of these emanations of God are expressions, ways that God has expressed his or herself to people at different times throughout history is a container because God, in God's essence, is too big or too 
too difficult for our minds to grasp. And so God restricts God's self to express God's self in a way that the humans at that moment or at this moment um, can understand best. And so we can learn a lot about, um, I really do have to back up to in the beginning of Genesis, it talks about how we were fashioned in his image, but then it leave, there's a part of the creation project that is left undone. And that's the, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank for the Hebrew word, but anyway, um, uh, if you reference my podcast about Genesis from last fall, I talk about how God created us in his image, but then he also fashioned us in his likeness. And that part about being in his likeness, in his character. And again, I'm, I'm using the pronoun his very loosely um, because God at, God's nature is not male or female, not sexual in any way. Um, but again, that's a really high level of understanding God. So, um, and, and pronouns are kind of limiting. So anyway, to all that to say that God left some of the creation work unfinished and those 10 emanations are, are character traits that we can pattern ourselves after so that we become more like God. So for example, if God has wisdom, that we can practice and cultivate wisdom in our own life through our experiences and understanding. Okay, so the Kabbalah system is basically 10 different emanations of, of God's character or container, if you will. And those are the things that we are to strive to cultivate more of over our lifetime. That's our soul curriculum. Okay, so um, human design, so back to where I started, human design is a blend of Kabbalah, quantum mechanics, I Ching, biochemistry, the chakra systems, which you may be familiar with, um, and genetics. And like any system, it has limitations as well as value. Now, you may have found on the internet um, that one of the limitations is that it came through a vessel named, who changed his name to Ra, and he may or may not have been on a mushroom trip when he got this download. I don't even know. He was a, he was definitely a nihilist, you know, a very a person with who was trying to experience a lot of things in his body. And um, but what I what I really latch onto for myself as a as a believer, as a person who has a relationship with God, I am a person who really latched onto the fact that he heard a voice and that voice is what transmitted all of this download. And a lot of times that voice is associated with powerful, profound spiritual awakenings that affect the collective. For example, that voice that everyone heard on Mount Sinai, um, that would be another example of, I mean, people could say that Moses was having, you know, uh, hallucinate hallucination also because he had been fasting for 40 days. And I don't know about you, but I get a little lightheaded just fasting for a day. So, um, I don't know. I'm not saying Moses was on hallucinogens by no means, but I'm just saying that when we put our bodies in extreme situations, uh, we do create an opening to divine inspiration that is not there in our normal state um, which is why people go to mountains to pray, you know, or people go um, or fast or they, um, you know, withhold themselves, with, withdraw from caffeine or withdraw from intimate relations for a while to uh, help them 
you know, or even there, there are people in the world that take vows of silence to cultivate a divine experience. So there, there is something about the transcendental value of denying something in our flesh in order to rise higher. But I don't think that's where we're supposed to live. I really do believe that the body is the vehicle through which God decided to send our souls. So we are not, not physical beings. We are spiritual beings having a physical... Sorry, we did, yeah, we're, we're spiritual beings housed inside of a physical experience that's restricted by time and space. So um, the value of the human design system is that it helps us. When you have your human design chart, it's like looking in a mirror, and it helps us to, to look and accurately analyze what part of my current experience is conditioned by the people around me or my upbringing, and what part of this experience is my true self. And then that leaves us empowered with a decision to discard any beliefs or behaviors that are no longer serving us. It also helps us to accurately zoom in on our strengths and our potential issues in relationship to others. One of the major limitations that it has, though, is that it is solely focused on the base two soul expressions. And again, I have this image on my substack that you can refer to. The base two soul expressions are the neshama and the ruach, and that's our animalistic nature, um, our instincts of survival, and also our emotional, our spirit um, is the ruach. And it just doesn't really take accurately into account the upper echelons of our soul, the upper three soul expressions, nor does it account for a connection or belief in a higher power, God, uh, for guidance and direction. And some people that are listening to this podcast may prefer to call God source or universe or something a little less um, religiously charged, and that's totally fine. I don't believe that God has one name. I believe that God, again, has many emanations, and um, I believe that the way that we understand God is through the experiences that we, in, in the culture that we live in, and so I don't think it's fair for us to um, judge another person's understanding of God. So um, I think we're all allowed to come to that in our own time. Okay, additionally, many of the original human design practitioners, like those that studied with its founder, Ra, um, tend to really, how shall I say this kindly, I feel like they really buy into a cynical belief that we're just completely powerless over the dynamics of the biology in our chart, and that just has not been my experience at all. According to my chart, I should be in a relationship with someone who I power struggle with on, a, on the regular. And that has not happened, and I really believe that's because of the spiritual experiences that I went through before I just before my husband and I met. So, um, so although if you were an astrologist and looked at my chart, you would also say, yeah, maybe there was some mazel in your stars. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but they do have this kind of cynical belief that the whole thing's about biology and that there's not much we can do about it. And I don't believe in, I believe in free will, I believe in free agency, and I believe in the power of choices. So I think um, that I think that we do, I, th I think we have two ditches. I think we have a group of people that are so spiritual, like, my, like myself, that we sometimes disconnect ourselves from our body and the wisdom that it has inside of it. That's one camp. Then you have the other camp where they think they want to disconnect the body from the soul and the spirit, and have just a body experience. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to travel right down the middle of the road between those two beliefs. Okay, so um, again, they tend, some fa foundational human design practitioners tend to place an emphasis on the body 
and de-emphasize the spiritual or emotional development or any kind of training we've had to overcome some of our baser instincts. And they also um, deny the transformative power of a personal relationship with our creator. But where there's a design, there has to be a designer. So, um, and, and if you have a really, I just want you to know you're a one of a kind. So you're, I, I've been thinking about this Louis Vuitton thing for quite a while and, or uh, Dooney and Burke. I mean, if you're, you're a one of a kind, you are literally a once in a lifetime cosmic experience, as my teacher says. And, um, and that means you are literally one of a kind and that means you're rare. You're not weird, you're rare. And I, uh, and I adore you. Okay, so, um, have, I think we will talk about the four main types of, of aura, auras and the human design. Um, and then we will wrap up the session for today with some good news. So, um, the, there are four different types of aura types in human design. The reflector, which is a resistant and sampling type aura, and they make up about 1% of the population. Then there is the projector, which is focused and absorbing. So their aura kind of starts from their core and moves out like in a, um, in a cone shape. And they, um, they are able to really like hone in on the G center of another person. Um, a manifester is a very closed and repelling aura, and that's because manifestors need that kind of that bulldozer space in order to, it, the closed and repelling kind of creates a, an energetic bulldozer in front of them to kind of clear the path so that when they do act after informing, they are able to move quickly and um, get the ball and get the ball ro rolling and then there's generators and manifesting generators and if you're a manifesting generator there's a lot of confusing information out there but you are actually a generator at heart okay like you have a sacral defined um <clears throat> excuse me projectors make up 20 <laughs> i i forgot something projectors make up 20 percent of the population manifestors make up about nine percent of the population and then generators and manifesting generators are an equal split between, um, in be, are equally split the 70% of the rest of the population. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need to take a drink of water. Um, each one of the, the type, four aura types does have an aspect of the divine built in them. So I'm going to go over that. And then, like I said, I have some really good news for you. Um, each type reflects an aspect of the divine in its expression since male and female we were created in the image of god reflectors are created in the image of god's shekinah which is the part of god that is with us even in the darkest places the mystical mirrors for the rest of us the the, the part of us of god that helps us to see ourselves when in those crucial moments when we need to redirect and change our tra trajectories um, projectors were made in the higher view aspect of God, like a, you know, kind of like an eagle up on a nest. Um, the part of, of God that can provide guidance and direction to our immediate circumstances. Um, so we talk about like the overarching will of God, but then we talk about the circumstantial will of God. Projectors are amazing at the circumstantial will, um, uh, seeing that in other people. And they become like the lighthouses of the world, guiding um, especially if we're shining God, the light of the universe through us instead of trying to create our own light, we tend to really be good guides. Even if we, uh, I know I've had people come and come up and tell me, 
as a projector that they got something out of something I said in a public space 20 years ago and I don't even remember what I said. So that kind of stuff happens to projectors um, quite, on, quite frequently. Manifestors were made in the image of God's um, initiating qualities. There's oftentimes that we hear of God initiating something um, like the burning bush episode comes to mind where God initiates um, oh, complete transformation for a whole group of people. Sometimes we arouse ourselves to become closer to God, like through prayer, meditation, or music, but sometimes God arouses us from above to do something new, like, again, in the burning bush incident. And um, generators were designed, and manifesting generators were designed in the image of God's sustainability, the sustaining aspect. The sun shines every day, the rain pours, everyone is given the vital life force needed to sustain creation. So that's that my my exciting announcement and th thank you for hanging with me for the end of for the this introduction to human design. Um, we will hopefully start talking about the different centers in the design chart to help you understand like the head center and the ajna and the throat center. Um, my good news is that my birthday is coming up. So I really want you if you're not already connected to me somehow, you probably need to get. Um, get yourself on my email list or whatever. Um, I want you to go over to, to www.sashaclark.com right now and put your email address, your name and email address in because I have a bunch of giveaways that I'm going to be doing. My birthday um, is July 30th and so starting the week before my birthday, I will be announcing for the entire month for the entire Leo season, I'm going to be announcing some freebies and giveaways and um, awesome presents. I'm just going to endow the entire world, my entire orbit with gifts the whole month, the whole month of Leo, the Leo season. So I guess that would be like what, July 21st to August 20th. So you need to be tuned in though, because it's coming and I just want to, I feel so blessed. I'm going to be 47 this year. So I'm going to try to give away um, at least 47 things if I can. <laughs> um, I went beyond the age where I need presents. I am at the age where I just want to give to others. So that's my big announcement is I want you to be on in my orbit and ready when I start my birthday giveaway here in a few weeks. Um, so like I said, if you haven't yet, please go over to www.sashaclark.com and get, there is a free communication by design um, PDF that you can get sent to your inbox. Just drop your name and email address in the sign up form and it'll be there shortly and you'll get to see my lovely face and hear from me. Um, and I look forward to learning more about you and I hope that you have a wonderful week. May the God, may the universe bless you with wind at your back and nothing but sunshine and roses today.